Hi, I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Sales is Easy podcast. I audaciously claim that sales is easy if you just know how, and I am here to show you how. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking all things sales, getting more leads, following up, closing the sale down, upselling, downselling. I'm going to be chatting to people about their business and how they do sales, different strategies and different opinions. So let's get started and let's get selling. This episode is sponsored by Mad About Money. The Mad About Money app is the social lifestyle app that helps you be in control of your money and your mind. Download in the app stores for free and get access to hundreds of vouchers for high street stores, supermarkets and restaurants for free, saving you hundreds of pounds a year on things you buy anyway. Check out our community for business, entrepreneurship, mental health, money mindset, neurodivergence, and parenting. Download free tools for money, business, and health. A positive social media app where you don't have to grow an audience. There are no likes and no follows, just positive content to help you improve your life in a community full of cheerleaders. And if you register before the 13th of September, you can get a marketplace listing for your business totally free. Head to madaboutmoneyofficial.co.uk for more details and follow us on Instagram at madaboutmoneyapp. Well, I am so excited today because I have got the fabulous Abigail Horn from Authors & Co joining me on the podcast. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you've had me on. Honestly, I can't believe I'm on this podcast. Well, that is weird for me to hear because I'll tell you my first ever experience of you, Abigail, and it was you been interviewed by Lisa Johnson about this launch that you'd done where you'd earned thousands and thousands of pounds off the back of the launch. And I was just in absolute awe. And I was like, one day. I want to be like her. Oh, wow. And that was um, a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, that was... like 2020, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So now I'm, now you're on my podcast and you're oh. saying you're grateful to be here. You just someone so many of us look up to. Like, this is why you're doing as well as you do. This is why you've got the business that you've got. Like, we all love you. And I'm, yeah, I'm just, thank you for having me on. Super. I'm just dead excited. Well, tell everybody a little bit about you and what it is that you do. I help professionals and business owners write business books to support them in growing a much stronger personal brand. And yes, we help with other sorts of books as well, novels and fiction writing and things like that. But it's not predominantly what we do and it's not necessarily what we specialise in. People writing business books to sort of propel themselves is where it's at for us. And it's funny, actually, it's funny how things have happened in my life. And this is a common theme. Um, I wrote my book with Authors & Co. It was like one of the proudest moments of my life when that book went out. And but but weirdly enough, even before I found out about you in 2020, writing a book had been on my goals list for years. In fact, I had been writing it down every single day. I have written a book. I've written a book for three years before I even started writing the book. And I now I, I'm not a natural writer. So now I wonder why it was ever on my list. But I just think that I recognize as a business owner, how much writing a book could propel your business forward and yourself forward. 
and it can and I think you will have had so much exposure to that now especially in this online space but even outside of this online space people wanting to progress in their careers we work with so many different corporates and professionals doing exactly the same thing like putting themselves above their peers for the next job they want to go for for the for the next big interview that they want to do it's 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 a it's a known thing to support you in progression whether you are self-employed or employed actually we work in both areas writing a book was hard and I think that a lot of people are put off by that but one thing that I absolutely loved with working with authors and co is that they sort of chunk that down for you so it seems like less of like a oh my gosh now I'm writing a book now I've got to step into the role of of author and I've also got all of these other things to do in my business do you know what I mean it's not like that starts talk people through that process and how actually you make it quite accessible for people well I'll talk you through it but what I will say is I think some people find it more difficult than others and that could be one how you are as a person or two because of how many things you've currently got on your plate at the moment and I think when you are going into this sort of book writing process you've got to have in your mind that you've got to carve out some space for it you haven't got to carve out like months upon months of your time you've just got to carve out some hours per week within those months of your time and I think it's been realistic that if you're not willing to carve out some time this isn't the right time like to write a book but also if you want some more time in your life and I'm a very proud advocate of being a a, a part-time business owner and you know I, I I don't work every hour under the sun if you want to get to that stage in your business having a book will support that so can you sacrifice a little bit now to get more back later but we do break the the process down sort of very simply in terms of how much you should be writing and when you should be writing and what that needs to look like chapter by chapter everything you imagine um sort of breaking down the overwhelm of the whole process and we we've often been referred to as very neurodivergent friendly um and that makes me super proud that even people that may get more overwhelmed i say that as a neurodivergent person parenting neurodivergent children I'm very proud that we've made that um, more accessible so it doesn't feel like so overwhelming to everybody. You're always going to get some where it does and that's okay. We work with people to support them step by step and meet them where they're at to get through the process. But I think, is it hard to write a book? Yes and no. I think it takes some commitment. And if you find it hard to commit to something, you're going to find it hard to write a book or if you are juggling lots and lots of things running a very busy business already again it's harder to carve out time yeah and I think that's it isn't it carving out time and I mean I'm a strong advocate that everybody can find an extra hour in their day if they need to you know wake up earlier don't scroll social media for as long don't you know stare out the window looking at a small squirrel that's usually what I'm doing that's me (laughs) for too long you know if you look at your time like are you being productive 100% of the time absolutely not nobody is so I believe that everyone can find an extra hour in their day um Abby tell me how the heck did you end up as this is your job because like it's a like I feel like it's a weird one for me but I'm not a natural writer so I would never think oh yeah set up a publishing company it's so funny when you look back It's only sometimes when you look back to join up the dots, you think, wow, this is how I ended up where I was. 
Um, I wasn't the most committed person in school. I was a, a bright girl in school, but I just sort of lost interest. I got bullied. I don't, this isn't a sob story. I just, lo- I just didn't feel safe and loved in school. So I didn't really want to go, but I excelled in one area particularly, which was creative writing, English, English literature, everything to do with English. Cause I'd always had a love for it. And I've always been a reader. So part of my escapism for that bullying um, was to get lost in books, albeit in fiction books. Fast forward into trying to leave the world of work because I've become a parent and I've got absolutely no idea um, how I'm going to do school runs and whatnot with this full-time job. I knew I was going to have to be self-employed. And when I became self-employed all of these years ago, because I'm I'm quite, I think I'm going into year 11 now of self-employment, there wasn't all of this support and mentorship and coaching and things that, you, that you're able to get now. Like if you wanted to learn something, do you know what I had to do? Buy the book. I had to buy books. I had to buy books to learn from. And do you know what? That really suited my budget at the time as well. £10, £12 here and there. That was far more in keeping with somebody on a, a, a relatively normal salary as opposed to some of the figures that we can go on to earn now. So I was a keen reader when I was young I've been a keen reader since I've been older and I've always been a keen writer I'm not going to say I'm the most amazing writer and for non-fiction you don't need to be um it's not like writing fiction but I do enjoy writing and I do enjoy reading and it's my way of learning and processing so as much as I love listening to a podcast with some auditory processing skills I would actually prefer to read the transcript of the podcast than to listen to the podcast that's just me that's not everybody so I think I, I always known there is a market for people who love to read, whether they're sitting there scrolling, reading social media or reading blog posts. Some people like reading because that's how they digest information. And I find that like your um, you, your Facebook, that's how I, I consume your information. Your Facebook feed is so entertaining. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I just can't think of what to write. Like, oh, I'm num- my podcast number two. You've got a story. We know all about your caravan and the goings on for summer holidays. Like, I just love it. And I'm so drawn in by that. And it is interesting, actually, because I much, I would much prefer to listen to an audible book than to read one. Now, would I prefer it or is it just that it fits in with my life more? I don't know, because I am, I, I've always been a reader too, but I do listen to more than I read currently. But all of that starts with a book. So even that audible book that you're listening to, that hasn't just been read out from somebody's mind. That's been physically read out from the copy of the actual book. So even if you're more auditory, even if you love listening to things more, that book would still have to be written to become an audio book. So even though we don't produce them ourselves, you know, we, we recommend people and whatnot that can do that it still has to start with the actual physical copy of the book first. So I suppose in answer to your question, how did I end up there? Over a course of the years, I've naturally drifted into my passions. Um, And it's lucky for me that that is something that I can make an income from as well. And then I can support other people in, you know, making an income from. But one of the biggest trigger points for going from enjoying these things to um, actually having a business doing it was that I started to help other people become self-employed. Um, I'd started in a network marketing environment sort of all these years ago. And then I, I 
was in love with the process of helping somebody create an income, but not necessarily using that mechanism for everybody. I don't believe it's for everybody. I believe it's for, you know, the people who feel it's for them. So as I was helping other people, like find their way in the self-employed world, doing all different sorts of things, it very quickly became obvious to me that those excelling in this, especially service-based self-employment, they'd got books and people were working with them because they'd, they'd read their books. And I was working with mentors at this point because I'd read their books. And I thought, what's the quickest way I can help these people become more successful? I'll help them write and publish a book. And that's how it started. There was a personal trigger point as well that's not necessarily as relevant to this um, about a situation with me, granddad not finishing his book before he died. But the reality is for this online space, I knew it was the quickest way to help people make more money. And that's what I did. And so let's talk about that a little bit because I have certainly, you know, it's been a year, it was a year yesterday since my book um, yes. came out. And I have certainly... I mean, it's got me um, stages across the world. I was invited to Dubai to do a book signing in Dubai, which was just absolutely phenomenal. And like, it happened very quickly as well. It wasn't like a slow burn. It was like my book came out and the next minute I was like asked to do all of these things. Um, I've had so many, so many new clients who have come to me directly from the book. And I didn't necessarily realize how pivotal this book would be for me so much so that I'm going to go on to write my second book um, but to talk to me about is that like a common theme you see in your clients it's a common theme that I see in the clients that actively use their book within their brands because what I'm not going to do is say you're going to you're going to have a book and overnight you're going to become um, an instant success because if you're not talking about it if you're not sharing it if you're not leading with it if you're not encouraging people to go read it like it's just something that's going to sit there a bit dormant. Yes, you might get odd things trickle through it because you're going to get a natural sort of new audience that comes by seeing it on Amazon and whatnot. But hand on heart, if you want the book to work for you, like put the book to work. And that isn't you physically doing things with it. This is having um, things set up, tech automation to get your book working for you. Mine works completely as a funnel. You've just seen me take, you've just said, you've seen all about me caravan. You've just seen me take the summit off work. My whole week this week is absolutely rammed with inquiry calls. And I have not been advertising anything. I've not been actively promoting anywhere. They've all come via me books whilst I've been on holiday. So I'm sort of in the position of, I can't understand more people don't want to do this. Like if you want some freedom, whilst the finances are still coming in, like I've got you, we can create this. But that's not because people are just sort of actively searching for me book on Amazon. That's part of it. Every time somebody lands on me in any way, shape or form, whether it be via recommendation or because they've found one of my blogs via Google, which is taken into my website, my book is being fed to them in every which way. And do you know one thing that I didn't realize, you'll laugh when I, but I, I honestly didn't realize that I would get paid through the book. So I remember after the book launch <laughs> and there was 2000 pounds come in from Amazon. I was like, and it's like, oh, book sales. I was like, because I had written it for different reasons, I didn't write the book to make money out of the book, but I have. I've I've made like thousands just off of book sales alone, not talking about the people who've read my book who've then become clients. It's crazy. 
And it's so hard to break this down as well, because people sort of ask me, well, is it, what's the ROI? Is there going to be an ROI on my book? And I say, well, yeah, and it's threefold. So there's three ways you're going to earn money off your book. One is going to be your royalties. Now, because my book is actively promoted and pushed out all of the time, my book royalties are not bad. I'm not talking Sunday Times bestseller numbers, but they're not bad. And um, it pays for a holiday for me and my family every single year. So that's just something I can be super grateful for. Second is like where my main income comes in, which is people who have read the book who then go on to work with us in one capacity or another, whether that be in smaller programs, my big signature program, or whether that be um, in our one-to-one services. And then the third area that it comes in is the other opportunities it opens up, paid speaking opportunities, paid media opportunities. And I don't do as much of that, but that's not because I'm not invited to, because I was. I don't normally accept those things just because I've got a really, really hectic life with my kids. So I've only got a very small window between school runs and you know how short that is. I haven't got the opportunity to be traveling the world at the moment, speaking here, there and everywhere. But that doesn't mean those things aren't being offered to me. I just can't accept them. Like you say, they got offered to you straight away and you could, which is amazing, right? Yeah. You got some guinea pigs to look after. So you can't be jetting up around the world. (laughs) Two pigs, two dogs, three kids. And a partridge in a pear tree, it's all going on here. <laughs> and that's that's the life I've signed up for. And, and that's great. That's what suits yeah. me. And maybe when the children are a bit older, maybe I will do some more of those traveling and speaking opportunities again. Because when I only had one child, I spoke all over the world. I've literally spoken all over the world to audiences of up to 10,000 at a time. But it's just not where I'm at in my life right now. The good thing is having choice though, right? Having, the, having the opportunities. Absolutely. Um, I remember as well, this just came to me when I spoke to you and you were like on book launch day, don't plan anything. Don't like plan anything big. And I was thinking, I remember going to sleep the night before my book launch and thinking, I don't really know what I'm going to do with myself tomorrow because I, Abby said not to book anything in. So I haven't uh, apart from like book promo stuff. And I woke up and I must have had a hundred messages before I'd even like surfaced. And that day was so hectic. Everybody seeing my book, talking about my book, sharing my book on social media, buying it, congratulating me. And it was it was crazy. I was like, how did she know? It's one of the most overwhelming experiences. And I think it's because you can pour out like some posts about what you're doing and maybe you get crickets, maybe you get a tumbleweed. Like not everybody is going to engage in everything that you're doing, but somehow for whatever reason, getting a book out there, everyone's just really bloody proud of you. Like it's a massive thing. People do realize what a big thing it is. So all of a sudden everything becomes very big and very overwhelming very quickly. So when I say say to people, don't book anything in that day and they do, they're like, oh, well, I've got this booked in and that booked in and I, I might even do like an in-person event tonight. I'm like, you won't. <laughs> that is not going to be, you're not even going to shower before tea time. Mark my words, like that's not going to happen. But you know what? Thinking of that, People don't realise how special and and how unusual writing a book is for other people. We were a bit desensitised to it. So you know lots of people who've written and published a book because this is the space that you are in and you're seeing that other people that are also um, getting ahead, that are building their brands, they're also getting books out there. So this becomes more normal to us. It's very normal to me because I'm launching books every day. So it's like totally desensitised. But when you go out into the normal world of the majority of the people that you are connected with on social media, you might be the only person that that they've ever known 
write a book. In your local area, you will literally become a celebrity. I cannot tell you how many times my son's school have asked me to go in and do careers talks and to do, um, like, we've got a local author, like, come in and do a talk. They've got pictures of me on the wall in the school where I've been in the newspaper. I love that. I'm a big deal in my <laughs> son's class. Like, a big deal. Total celebrity. But what, And that's what I'm saying. Outside of those that are a bit more desensitized to it, it's a massive thing. And that's why you will see on the news, whenever they have an expert on talking about anything, watch out for it now. You will see their book propped up in the background. And the reason that they've had that person on with their book propped up in the background is because they truly believe that that person is an expert because they wrote the book on the thing. You can't make up 40,000 words. You can't wing it. No, and, and that was a worry for me at the beginning. Like, have I got enough knowledge to write a book? Has Charlie Day got enough knowledge to write a book? Like, it's it's mind-blowing even thinking that, but I guess it that highlights something very important that lots of people listening to this will be thinking to themselves, I can't write a book. I'm not ready to write a book or have I got enough knowledge to write a book or has my book been written before? The reality is everybody even you thought that but it's not true yeah yeah and do you know what I launched a podcast three weeks into running my online business because I don't know I'm just crazy I'm just like that person who's like people have got a podcast and I think I spoke to you I was like I could probably get a book out in well, sort of the next six weeks if you want it I think six and you were like Maybe we'll give ourselves like a little bit longer than that. But I'm just someone who's like, right, let's do it. I didn't have a clue what I was doing with the podcast, but I learned and I figured it out along the way. I didn't have a clue what I was doing with the book, but I learned and I figured it out along the way. And that in itself has leveled me up because you're right. You're not going to write 40,000 words on a subject that you don't know. And let me tell you, once you've finished that book, you know your subject inside out and back to front because you've written it, you've edited it, you've looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And that sort of has helped me step into like, I do know what I'm talking about. I am like worthy of being here and I'm a Amazon bestseller. Yeah, exactly that. And it's a confidence thing. It, it really does give you confidence at the end of the process. It's, it's emotional as well. There's lots of things that it will take you through on this journey. But at the end of that process, you can look back and go, I absolutely do know my stuff. So your whole persona when you are doing sales calls or meeting people for the first time or environments of networking, you start coming across more confident to other people. So there's there's different ways in which a book will sort of help you with sales. And, and that is one of them, giving you the confidence to say, I do know what I'm talking about and I am the best person to help you. And you've got a physical product as well. Yeah. Like I'm constantly showing it on, on Zooms and Lives and I've always got it next to me. But actually when I go and speak at, like I've got a speaking arrangement at the end of the month and I've said to the um, lady, could I bring copies of my books? Like how many people? She's like, oh my gosh, are you sure there's going to be 50 people there? I was like, absolutely. Because I want to get my book into the hands of all those people. I want all those people sharing my book on social media. And it, it, because I can buy author copies, it doesn't cost me a, a, an awful lot of money. And I have found that so valuable. People love it. 
so, so valuable. Um, you can literally make thousands from what for a lot of us is about a three pound sort of author copy investment. Like, let's be realistic of what the prices are. Many people off investing three pound and giving somebody a book can make thousands off the back of it. Do you know what? In the, it's, especially in the earlier days of my business, one of the major things that I used it for was after I did a sales call with somebody and we get a feeling, right, if it's been like a, a pretty decent call or whether somebody's just popped on for a chit chat. If I felt like that was a really valuable call, um, I would ask them if they would mind if I sent something to them in the post. And I would do a little handwritten note to sort of talk about the points that we talked about on that call. So they knew it was personal to them and it wasn't something I'd just re I reel off to everybody. And I would send a copy of my book and I would wrap it beautifully because I'm a bit of a like creative and I, and I love a bit of fluff. And I would send it to them in the post, thanking them for the time on the call, giving them some more hints and tips off the back of what we discussed. And they would have a copy of my book to read. That was my number one way of bringing clients into the business. I cannot tell you my conversion rate on that. And do you know why? Because when and because other people do speak to other publishers and not just me, right? That's normal in my world. They will go and speak to a few different people. When other people were following up with a quick voice note or a quick email or a quick message on Facebook or your DMs on Instagram, I'd physically gone out of my way to give them something physical that was landing on their doorstep. Who do you think stood out? You. That is genius. That's I've, I've never even thought of doing that. That is genius. The only reason that we don't do it so much now as a company is because we're so busy. Like we, we honestly just get so many clients come through because I guess the reputation for us now is out there as well. Like people know that we're a trusted brand. Whereas when I was building my personal brand and people didn't really know who's Abigail Horn or who is Authors & Co, this was my extra sort of measure that cost me about maybe five pounds something in total when you've got the cost of my book, um, the envelope and the postage. Like, there was five pounds. I can't even tell you, like, what that generated well I can probably in the first couple of years over a couple of hundred thousand in that method alone that's crazy and that is such a good idea I've never done I'm going to start doing it I'm going to start doing it myself it's a great if you'd, idea. if you'd pay for a lead if you were using and I don't use any paid advertising at all not against it just haven't sort of delved into that yet um, but if you were willing to pay for a lead and I'm guessing you pay a few quid for a lead on it on an ad right this is this is more successful yeah, and more. And I often talk about um, bulky mail, like when I started sales uh, back in 2011 and bulky mail and um, mail mergers were all, everyone was doing it. Everyone was doing it. And I used to um, type up letters and then screw them up and put them into an envelope and say, we won't screw up your that's drama classes was what I used to teach. And out there, and I had such success with it. And then I'd follow up with the phone call, but I stopped doing it because the market became so saturated. Everyone was selling out mail. Imagine now getting mail handwritten. Oh my gosh. You would literally be like, what is this? Exactly that. It was always handwritten. Obviously it's, it's going to arrive in. I didn't just use like boring envelopes. Like they were really sort of like... <laughs> No, they were they were really bright and inviting and everything looked so lovely and it was like a treat. It was like really like receiving a gift. Um, we've tried different things in there. So I'm um, sending tea bags out and saying, have a brew and see how I can help you. Like all oh, these yeah. different things. Um, but I've also sent like wax melts as well, like little wax melts bars and said, I really just want you to take a moment with me, like relax, enjoy, let me know how you find me book. I've used it in every which way that you can imagine. Like when I say I've put my book to work, 
the poor thing needs retiring. Honestly, it's exhausted, but it's just going to keep going for years and years. Everyone who comes onto this podcast, I'm asking them the same question. Um, this podcast is called Sales is Easy If You Just Know How. That is sort of my tagline. It's what my book is called. Do you agree? Have you found the sales in your business easy? Yes, I have. And I don't want to insult anybody that's not finding sales easy because what I would say is from somebody that was in in a sales environment prior to being self-employed, um, I found sales really, really hard. I felt selling other people's things hard. I felt sales scripts hard. I found rejection hard. I found all of that hard. For me, coming into this world, I've done things in my own way. And that means that I'm not sort of worrying about what anybody else is doing and how they are selling. I'm doing what feels comfortable but necessary for me. So we can't just stay uncomfortable and not take the action, but I am taking the action that feels right for me. So because I'm selling in my own way and because I know the thing that I'm selling is genuinely going to help people as opposed to like these random things I've sold in a sales career that I've got no interest in whatsoever. I do find sales easy because I know I know that what I'm saying to somebody is going to have a massive difference for them. Yeah. And actually what you've said is exactly what I say, because it's about finding the sales strategy that works for you and your business. And you've got to be um, confident with that and comfortable with it as well. And, you know, talking about those books through the post, that is so you, it oozes you and like all beautifully wrapped and beautiful envelopes and all the things. Whereas doing like hard sales calls, that wouldn't suit you. And it wouldn't Not suit all. what you're selling. No, yet I have seen other people's and been in other people's sales processes, which are so techy and so slick and so like, I'm watching it go on around me going, no wonder this person has got like an insane business and I'm just here baffling around with an envelope and whatnot. But ultimately, we're all making sales, right? Yeah. So I can appreciate somebody else's incredibly techy professional processes versus my more fluffy old school ones but as long as we're all making money doesn't matter right like just do what works for you absolutely so you are hosting a challenge starting on the 18th of september tell people about it and how they can join in i would love you to come and join us if you are even thinking about even if you're thinking maybe this is a later thing even if it's just somewhere on your mind that you might want to write a business book, something that will support you in growing your personal brand and getting your business out there on a different level. We're running a free challenge, me and Lisa Johnson, to help you get started. So it's all the foundational stuff that's going to be super helpful, super useful to you, um, that you can leave that free challenge with and go and take action on. If nothing else, you can just go and take some action on your book. And like I say, even if it's not a for now thing, at least then you've got all of the information of how we would get an author started when you are ready. And I'll drop that link into the show notes as well. But tell people, Abby, where where can they come and connect with you? If they want to have a chat with you, where is the best place to find you? If you want to get to know more about me personally, my personal Facebook, um, Abigail Horn, is like, it's a blog. It's it's not just business. It probably is very little business, actually. It's, it's just really is my life. Um, but my work is a part of that, of course. If you want to find out more from an authors and co perspective, um, I'll just drop you um, a quick email address. It's um, authorsandco.pub, um, as in .pub, not for drinking, as in publishing, 
and that will give you um, access to pretty much everything that I do, um, including my book, which would be super useful if you have got an interest in writing a book yourself. And what's the title of your book? Your story starts here. Fabulous. Thank you so much. I'll put links to everything in the show notes so that you can connect with Abby really easily. But thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast with me. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me on. As a business owner, there are always those jobs you don't want to do, whether it's selling or networking, talking to new people about what you have to offer in a memorable way in under two minutes. So how do you build connection and trust with someone you've just met? How do you talk about what really matters? Well, one great way is to use creativity and playfulness. Anat works with busy business owners frustrated with their ongoing challenges as a trainer and coach. She builds creative exercises to help your brain overcome these blocks while feeling like it might be child's play. Get memorable with her free clip, Networking with a Twist, using the shared link.